Chapter 2. Morning Mayhem and a Mean Sidewalk Adam, wake up! It's going to be such a great day! He rolled over and opened his eyes just as Dina yanked open the blackout curtains. Hey! Ah, that's too bright! Adam howled. He threw his arm up over his eyes, burrowing back under the soft, cozy sheets. Rise and shine, Dina said firmly. She pulled the sheets off of him. We're going scuba diving today. Adam rolled over and yanked a pillow over his head. He curled into a ball and tried to get back to sleep. The long flight of the day before wore him out, and all he wanted was about 15 more hours of uninterrupted napping. Flying halfway across the world was exhausting. He heard his mom turning on the faucet and moving around in the bathroom. Groaning to himself, he threw his pillow across the room and shoved himself up. Sitting on the edge of the bed, he let his long legs dangle for a minute as he rubbed the sleep from his eyes. Scuba diving. This was the only part of the trip he really looked forward to. He didn't dare tell his mom why. Dina talked nonstop about having a fun hobby to do together as a family, but he couldn't wait to dive for one reason only. The lost city of Atlantis. Stories about the ancient and hidden magical city, long since buried in the sea, captivated his imagination. If Atlantis were out there, he was going to find it, and diving was the only way to do it. He plastered the walls of his bedroom at home with pictures and posters of ancient pyramids based on the Acropolis in Atlantis. His mom saw the pictures and just thought he was interested in Egyptian history. Even though he was tired and grumpy, he couldn't wait to strap on those air tanks and practice for when he could search for the real thing. I'm so glad we got our diving certifications together, Dina said as he stood to rifle through his suitcase for some clothes. I heard Dr. Pitt talking about how his family all got certified last year. They dove to this spectacular underwater formation called the Malabar Hull. <sighs> I know, Mom. We looked it up online, remember? Ignoring him, she walked out of the bathroom and wiped her face with a towel as she spoke. As she leaned on the door jamb to watch him, she continued, It sounds so interesting, Adam and it's a great place for our first official dive. The Malabar Hole is so deep that no one knows how far down it goes. Who knows how many little underwater caves and caverns we can explore today, and what fish will be hiding in them? She turned and walked back into the bathroom. This will be pretty cool, Adam admitted as he dug through the waddled-up clothes and shoved books aside to find his swim trunks. His mom kept talking about what they'd already read online. His mind wandered to an underwater pyramid surrounded by a bustling city, a place where the crystal-clear blues of the ocean took the place of the sky. "'I've already got your clothes out for you,' she called, peeking around the corner. In her hand, she held a mascara wand. "'I set them on the chair by the window!' As Adam shuffled across the floor to get them, he asked, "'Why are you wearing that goop all over your eyes if we're going to be in the water all morning? Doesn't it smear and slime up your face?' Dino laughed. Since when do you notice things like this? I thought you were a guy. Adam pulled a face. I thought it was obvious, he retorted. He knew what mascara could do to a girl's face. He belonged to his school's swim team. While he was too weirded out by the girls on the team to ever try and talk with them, he noticed everything they did. Girls were different and impossible to understand. When they entered the pool wearing makeup, they came out with messy black streaks smeared down their cheeks, looking more like half-drowned raccoons than girls. His mom laughed again. 
I'm wearing waterproof mascara today. It never hurts to look your best when you're getting together with colleagues. Dr. Pitt is my boss, and he brought his wife and daughter on the dig. We'll be meeting them today on our diving excursion. She stepped back into the restroom, set down her makeup, and picked up a hand towel. Holding it with both hands, she twisted it around and then snapped one end at Adam. Ah! Oh, you know I hate getting rat-tailed, Mom, he complained, swatting at the towel but missing. And I hate having to meet all your work friends' kids. Last time we did that, I ended up babysitting all night, and some bratty little girl tied me to my chair. Maybe you should have paid attention to her instead of reading that book about nymphs and naiads, Dina laughed. It won't be like that today, though. His daughter Clancy is just about your age, and we'll be on the water all day. No babysitting required, and I doubt she'll tie you to your chair. Pack your gear back up. The bus taking us to the dig should be there to pick us up the moment we get off the boat. Adam groaned at her words. As they talked, he'd thrown things out to get to the swim trunks buried at the bottom of his suitcase, under all of his books and most of his clothes. She stared at the mess he made. With a grin and a quick shrug, he hurried into the bathroom, slamming the door behind him before she could yell at him about the clothes now strewn all over their hotel room. All through his world-record fast shower, through shoving his clothes haphazardly back into his bags, and through waiting in the sweltering heat for everyone in their diving party to arrive, and then waiting even longer for the bus, Adam could only think of Atlantis. Sure, it was foolish to think he'd see anything today. The city he read about by day and dreamed about at night was clear on the other side of the world, according to legend. He couldn't wait to strap on the weights and dive. One day, he would dive in the Bermuda Triangle. He would make the single greatest discovery known to mankind. Adam Alfaro would find the hidden city and recover its lost treasure. He smiled to himself. Maybe he was more like an archaeologist than he realized. Lost in thought, he stumbled on a cracked square of filthy sidewalk. Watch where you're going, turd blossom, a voice behind him laughed. He turned to give whoever stood behind him a crusty look, but he had to look up. The girl next to him in line was tall, wearing black tights under ripped denim shorts, platform combat boots laced up to her knees, and a leather vest. Her long brown hair spilled down over her shoulder in a long braid, and bright hazel eyes laughed at him from behind red-framed eyeglasses. Earbuds dangled from her shoulders, and their wires snaking through her gray shirt and popping out again to plug into the iPod in her pocket. She popped her gum as she glared at him. "'I guess you have a better view than I do, all the way up there,' Adam muttered, turning back around as his cheeks flushed. Girls made him nervous, especially girls who could probably beat him up. "'You giant freak!' A tall joke, she purred with fake admiration. How original! I can't believe you came up with that so fast. I tripped, Adam muttered defensively. Just pretend it never happened. You never saw me, and we never met. I love this plan, Shorty, she said, tucking her earbuds back in and pressing play on her iPod. As far as I'm concerned, you don't exist. Just get in the water, Adam told himself his red cheeks now burning with shame. He tripped over the other end of the same section of sidewalk a couple more times before he finally boarded the bus. He ignored the girl's snickers each time. Jumping aboard two steps at a time, he found the first empty seat and slumped down in it as fast as he could. He pulled his ball cap low and looked out the window, hoping nobody would join him. A moment later, he felt the seat bounce beside him as his mom sat down. I see you met Clancy. I did? You two were talking in line, Adam. Dr. Pitt and I saw you. Adam sat up and grinned. 
Clancy Pitt? Ooh, he could have fun with this. Don't get all excited and think I made a friend, he said as he slid back down in his seat. She's so awful. She makes Medusa look like a girl having a bad hair day. Dina made a little sound and waved him off. That's not nice. She's not nice, he insisted. She called me Turd Blossom. She pursed her lips, and he knew she was trying not to laugh. (laughs) Adam, would you mind if I sat in the back with Dr. Pitt and some of the others? I know this is supposed to be our special day together, but the site director has some fascinating new developments to tell us. I can't wait to get started. Go ahead, he shrugged, rolling his eyes at her mushy mom talk. Why did mothers always have to take something cool and turn it into some emotional bonding experience? He looked out the window as she left him alone, watching the sea loom closer. He hated to admit his mom was right, but the feeling of nervous excitement grew the closer they got to the dock where their boat waited. It was going to be a great day. As the bus rolled closer and closer to the water, the hair on the back of his neck tingled. He could feel something in the air surrounding him. When he finally stood with his toes wiggling in the sand, watching the waves of the Indian Ocean rush up to touch his feet, he felt it. Angry hermit crabs scuttled away from his feet as he stepped into the water and understood what Jakuta tried to tell him yesterday. Somehow, the water rushing in and out around his ankles tingled as it whispered secrets he couldn't hear yet. This place brimmed with mysteries and magic.